Welcome, everybody, to the first ever episode of The No Call. I'm your host, Elijah Moneysmith. Very excited to get going with us today to open up the series. We are grading the season of every single NBA team that, just based off of how their season has gone so far. So, here, we're going to start off with the teams that I have in the F tier. So, to open with that, we have to open with the... um, the Pistons. Nothing this season obviously has has gone right for the Pistons. Um, looking, you know, at some of their stats this season, obviously Bogdanovich he's been very solid um, this season, at least as a scorer, because you know what he can do. You know he can shoot threes when it's in the post. And Jalen Duran has uh, been very interesting this season, not necessarily from a, a scoring standpoint, but he's been very good. Obviously, off the boards, he's been a solid defender as uh, as far as season's gone on. But the rest of this team, it's just it's just bad. They've struggled the whole season. Kate Cunningham's been hurt. Um, the just the things that we have seen uh, from this team, you're you're gonna have to give a, a lot of credit to absolutely nobody because they suck. And and I know it's just reiterating a lot of things, but. This team is just failed draft picks on failed draft pick with guys, you know, obviously ignoring, like, Kevin Knox coming off the bench. But, like, like Jaden Ivey has been solid this season. And and it has done nothing for them. He's gotten 15 points. He's gotten, what, four assists, four boards. It's doing nothing for them. Alec Burks is getting them 13 points, three assists. Two or three boards, two assists. They can't do anything on this team. You have one 20 point scorer, uh, not counting Cade. So it's just failure after failure. Your best, um, your best player for assists this season has been Cade. He's hurt. So now you've got Killian Hayes coming in. What What's he going to do for you? Other than get you six assists, nothing. He does nothing for you, and nothing has happened for this this team this season. So they're obviously an F tier team. Uh, moving on, uh, we got Houston. Houston's where all basketball talent goes to die, as have se- we've seen in every single situation ever for Houston, outside of the nineteen nineties and any time Tracy McGrady was on the court. Um, beyond. How bad uh, Jabari Smith has looked. Even though he's only 19, he'll develop. Beyond the fact that most of the season they had the corpse of Eric Gordon on the court. Despite the fact that Jalen Green has been not good. Despite the fact that their best player is probably Al Prince Sangoon. And he's been solid. He's getting them a few points, he's getting them rebounds. And he's shooting... Fairly efficiently at fifty six percent. You're not doing anything. Your entire franchise is just watching every basketball talent go to waste. Um, you have one guy, two guys who are getting remotely any steals. You have nobody who's a remotely good passer. One guy who can rebound somewhat consistently. Nobody in the double digits though. And and for points similarly to to the uh, 
to the Pistons, you have one guy scoring over 20 points this season, and guess what? It's Jalen Green, and he's not doing anything else. Because he can't do anything else, and he's shooting it on awful efficiency at 40%. Horrible. Just horrible in Houston, but, you know, we're not surprised. I'm I'm not really going to say much about uh, San Antonio, who's the next team in my F tier. They've been terrible this season, um, and they're basically irrelevant to anything, but it's whatever, because we, we expected that. We expected that their best player being, I don't know, maybe Kel- probably Keldon Johnson um, or Devin Vassell. We expected that they weren't going to do much, because they're in rebuilds. There is obviously some qualms you got to look at with this team. Other than Yaka Pertle, um, when he was still there, he's he's you have nobody who can rebound, and he's gone. So now you've got Zavin Collins as your leading rebounder, or not Zavin, Zach Collins. I'm sorry, um, and Zach Collins is not going to get you anything substantial. Passing wise, you have nobody who's who's a good passer. Trey Jones is your best at assists. You're not getting anything there. So maybe in steals, but you're getting nothing there either. And just, just this whole team's a mess. The Jeremy Sohan's been extremely disappointing to watch this season. Um, it, it, it's terrible. You know, this whole team is just a mess, and they're completely irrelevant. But they're in a rebuild, so we'll see how that how that continues. Uh, Charlotte's up next in my F tier, and Charlotte is Lamelo has been hurt this entire season for their own for their own good. He's only played about 30 games compared to the rest of them. Like a guy like PJ Washington, who has 60 under his belt this season. Um, so you're, you're doing nothing. You, you're not doing anything. And, and for the most part, you're not going to do anything for the rest of the season. This is a bad Hornets team. Now, well, you are scoring better because Terry Rogier is very good. And Kelly Oubre is is very good. They're not. Neither of them will ever be superstars. Neither of them will, will ever be stars. And Kelly Oubre is a terrible passer. But you are getting what you want. Um, you know, losing Mason Plumley through the trade. You're you're also in that Spurs region where you're not a good rebounding team anymore. Now your rebounds are being led by a point guard, Lamelo having the most rebounds per game on this team. Obviously, Lamelo is probably the best passer there, but there's not there's nobody else on that team who's passing at all remotely consistently, and your scoring's pretty mediocre. You're doing nothing. You're not stealing much. You're not rejecting much. Um, so your, your team is not playing a ton of good defense. You're not you're scoring okay. You're not passing well. You're not rebounding well. It's just a mess over in Charlotte. But once again, it's what we expected. We didn't expect anything less of Charlotte. At least I didn't. You might have. All right. The last team I'm going to have an F tier. I know this is going to be a team um, that might surprise some people. See, when I want, I was listening to the uh, the Deep 3 pod, and they were, this is where I got the idea from. And they had the Nets in F tier. One guy, Isaac. I can't do that, I put, but I am putting the Lakers in F tier. Um, It's terrible. Now, you can make the case that the Lakers don't deserve to be there because they've been very effective uh, at some portions with guys like Anthony Davis has been been good when he's healthy. LeBron broke the scoring record, obviously. So, yes, they have things going for them. 
What is not going for them this season? What's not going for them at all is they're losing games. They are constantly losing games. You can't make any good case for this team if they can't win anything. And they aren't winning anything. It's just a mess. You you can't shoot on this team, first of all. Like, at all. Half this team didn't even start the season with them. Well, at least that's left. So, so what do you do now? What, where do you go from here at the Lakers? And I don't think the Lakers have an idea. Because you have LeBron as your best player. But guess what? LeBron's 38. Then you have Anthony Davis. And I know he's 29, but his kneecaps are 60. Then who's your best player? D'Angelo Russell? He's, he's, he's not efficient. He's, he's an okay, he's a solid scorer. He, he's an okay, he's a good passer. Pretty solid passer. Um, you know, he's 26, but he still hasn't developed into anything we thought he would be. Through seven years in the league. Seven! It's just a mess in Los Angeles. And compared uh, to their counterpart, who will be way higher up on this list, it's very different. Okay, D tier. Let's go. So, in my D tier this season, I have the Bulls. I have Orlando, Toronto, um, Portland, Golden State, Minnesota. So, oh, and Atlanta, I'm sorry. And then uh, Indiana, we'll talk about at the very end, because I have a little, little special thing for Indiana. So we'll start on the West. Let's, let's, let's start with Portland. Portland is too mid for their own good. Portland is too mid for a team that should be way better. I know Anthony Simons. Um, he's currently hurt. I know, uh, Damian Lillard is averaging 30 a game and having to basically carry this team on his back. And he's with only five guys on this team scoring in the double digits. Um, or is it even five guys? It is five guys. Yeah. With Reddish, Nurkic, uh, Grant Simons and, and Lillard. You're doing nothing over there. Lillard's carrying his entire team on his back. He's the only one who's passing remotely well um, for good passing standards. You're not getting very many rebounds at all. You're never winning off the boards with this team. Um, you can get some blocks, I guess, from Matisse Thybul if you really would like that. Um, or theoretically, I guess, Drew Eubanks. But... This team is just so inconsistent, and it hurts. And it hurts that they're so mid. I, I guess they are consistent, but they're consistently mid, which is painful because it's sad because n- nobody can dislike Portland. I, I don't see a reason how you can, unless you're just mad that they suck every year and they're your team. They're they're not a, a hateable team. It's just sad to watch them fall on the drain every year. It's sad to watch Dame's career kind of get wasted away um, by a team that has just never, ever reach to anything, I mean, in their history. So, uh, also in the DTR of Golden State, now I know you can say that you can't count out the Warriors, and you can't count the Warriors, but looking at it this way, Steph is constantly hurt. He has become, 
his injury problems have almost reverted back to his the start of his career. Clay's been very good. Jordan Poole has been very good. And then you have Andrew Wiggins, who's been solid this season. Nothing special, but solid. Um, obviously, Clay and, and Andrew Wiggins and, and even Jordan Poole, none of them are very good passers. And and Steph's your best passer right now, followed by along with Draymond probably. And, and Draymond's going to get you, you know, a triple single every night while playing really great defense. But this team is aging. It's running. They're running out of tricks in their bag. You really are, you know. And people said maybe the younger guys are going to take take that step forward. Well, we haven't seen that. And they're constantly out there playing some small ball that they can't get away with because everybody's rebounding over them. Because your your best five scorers are all backcourt minus Wiggins. Because the fifth one is, is Dante DiVincenzo, who, I get it, you have some solid pieces. And they will have solid pieces until Curry's, um, the end of Curry's career. Or at least the end of his prime. Which he probably has only three more good years left. The Warriors are running out of the tricks in the, up their sleeve. They're running out of options. Which is sad. But it's what we have to accept that they are. They are Minnesota. I don't think a team embodies mid as expected more than Minnesota. Rudy Gobert has been an absolute disaster. Um, he can get rebounds, and that's it. He cannot pass. Matisse Thybul is getting more blocks a game than Rudy Gobert is. Um. You traded away D'Angelo Russell, whatever. Cool. Carl Anthony Towns, you know, he's he's okay. The only real bright this season anyway, the only real bright spot on this team for what they've seen this season is Anthony Edwards. Thankfully for the Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards is a big bright spot. He has played fantastic basketball this last month. He's been great. He's been very impressive. There's there's just nothing um really for Ant, that you can put down about him anymore. He's been a terrific finisher. He has a, um, a developed enough scoring profile. Like He can shoot, he can go to the rim, he can grab you a couple rebounds, he can get you a few assists and call it a day. And, and that is really what you want out of a guy, especially for a guy who's only 21 and we know can continue to improve. But otherwise, there's just nothing to talk about for this this Timberwolves team. In the East, all right, Orlando. They're still rebuilding. They're still they're still getting better, and they are getting better. Paolo, he slowed down as of late, but he's still been very good. Um, Franz Wagner uh, has shown some solid things this season, um, at least from a scoring perspective. I. Obviously, from a rebounding and an assist perspective, he has not been great. His efficiency has been okay. It's been very mediocre this season. But this team has some interesting prospects here, uh, like Bull Bull um, and, and Mark Hill Fultz, who has been, who's been decent this season, at least for you know what we expect of these guys. Now, I can say, I, I said earlier that Jalen Green, who's averaging 20 points, has been terrible this season, and he has. But that's because you need way more out of him. You need way less out of Markel Fultz. You don't expect Markel Fultz to come in there and be the best guy on the floor, ever. Nobody expects that. But you do expect a guy like Jalen Green, to, who needs to come in there and be the superstar for his team. Not superstar, but the, the best guy on the floor for his team. He's not that. 
So he's been solid for what you expect of him. Same with like Wendell Carter Jr. He's been solid for what you expected him. He's only 23, so you can assume he'll continue to get better. Okay, Toronto. I got three teams left here. Toronto, another just consistently mid-piece, which is weird because they have good things on their roster. We've seen these things. We've seen Pascal Siakam be great, be playing at a really, really high level. Fred Van Vliet has been constantly good. Gary Trent Jr., he's a solid scorer. He'll, he won't get you anything else. He'll get through some steals, obviously. Same with Fred Van Vliet. Um, but neither of them as much as their, their teammate, who we'll get to in a second. But they've both been solid, and they'll get you some good points. OG Ananobi playing lockdown defense. He said he wanted to make a bid for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, and, and he's showing it. He's averaging over two steals a game, which is ridiculous. Especially from the small forward spot. Um, along coupled with 17 points a game. I know he's hurt. He'll, he'll be back. But very, very promising things from him. And really, Toronto, I don't think is in that bad of a place. They just can't get it together. And, and there's this thing that I don't think you can go anywhere without a top 5-7 player. They don't have that, and I don't think they'll go anywhere. But I know that they have talent that if you give them that player they can very well make a championship run very easily. So that, that's all it is. Because this is a five-man sport. You have five guys on the floor at once, and they have five guys who can be solid. But you need one more piece in Toronto. That's all it is. And I know they're, they're hovering just below 500, and have been very inconsistent this season in proving they can win anything. But, you know, I think they'll be better. I did forget uh, a, a couple teams in the East. Still get to Washington. I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm barely a fan of Washington. I'm not gonna read any stats off or anything. Just bad. Kyle Kuzma has probably been the lone bright spot in that team this season. Minus, um, minus whatever you can call Bradley Beal right now. Uh, for a guy on a, on the contract that he's on, he's been not great. You, you, he should be giving you a lot more for how much he's paying. you're paying him. Chris Epps Porzingis has been solid this season, but nothing stands out about the Wizards. Nothing has ever stood out about the Wizards, and it's just boring. It's constantly boring. It's constantly hopping around 500. Just nobody has ever expected anything from the, from the Wizards. And if I said the Warriors earlier, which I might have, I don't remember. I'm sorry. Nobody ever expects anything from the Wizards, and for good reason. Atlanta, okay. I mean, what do you even have in Atlanta? You have Clint Capella, who's a great rebounder. You have Trey Young, who's an incredible offensive piece. You have DeJounte Murray, who's a great defender. What are you getting out of this team? You have every single facet, somebody to cover it. But you don't have multiple people who can be effective in multiple places. You have one good passer. You have two good scorers. Three if you want to count DeAndre Hunter. You have one good rebounder. 
and you have one, you, you don't have anybody who stands out in the blocks. Okongwu is leading, but not by much. Clint Capella and John Collins are right behind him, and you're not doing anything. Sadiq Bey is in fourth at point five. So, what is this team doing? Nothing. They're not going anywhere. They are the definition of just mediocre, which is kind of sad because you just you want to see more out of this team, and we've seen a lot less than we wanted. So, we are almost on the D tier. Don't worry. I'm going to make the last couple fast. Uh, unless I, I don't think I miss anyone. I think we got one team left. Uh, yeah, so my team, the Bulls. I am a, a Chicago sports fan. The Bulls, their season's over, effectively. Um, it's, it's, you're just not getting anything out of this team at all. Alex Crusoe can't score anymore. Um, Zach Levine's knees are as bad as Anthony Davis's. Do you have anybody who can pass somewhat consistently? No, you don't. DeMar DeRozan's your best passer, and he's not a very good passer. You only have one guy who's doing anything to force turnovers, being Alex Caruso. You have nobody who's averaging more than one block a game. Nobody. And the most important thing, the best and biggest qualm of this Bulls team, this team is horrendous at three-point shooting. They can't shoot. DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine can hit all the mid-range jumpers you want, but this team can't shoot. Simple as that. I don't like what I see for the future. I don't like that they're one of the two teams who did not make a trade on the trade deadline. I don't like what I'm seeing for my Bulls. So they're having a D-tier season very, very easily. Okay. C-tier. The Pacers. The Knicks. The net. Oh wait, I forgot what the Nets did. I did forget what the Nets. Uh, I'll just hop back to them. They're in D tier. I'm sorry. Um, you trade all your pieces. You were supposed to be a championship contender at the start of the season, and now you're hopping down to just a mess of a team. Ben Simmons is your best player. I mean, or no, Nick Claxton is. Other than him, you really have nothing. What Joe Harris? You're not going anywhere. So, just nothing to talk about in Brooklyn. There won't be anything to talk about for a while because you got rid of Katie. You got rid of Kyrie. You have nothing left. And so we're, we're just going to give them the D tier. So, Miami. I'll explain that one. Don't worry. The Knicks, the Pacers, the Jazz, the Thunder, the Pelicans. So, we'll start off with the Jazz. Lori, developing into a good star uh, for Utah out there. He's, he's showing some very promising signs. He showed some promising signs in Chicago, and he's showing some promising signs now. Uh, Jordan Clarkson has been solid this season. Um, coming off of a pretty solid campaign from last season. Now, now here's my call with this team. Now, they're not the best passer, um, obviously, especially after you trade away Mike Conley. You, you're really losing. Oh, sorry about that. You're really losing my best or your best option for passing. Um, and they lost basically any guy who was, who was forcing steals, but on the bright side, you do have Walker Kessler, who's getting you two blocks a game. So what can you say about this team is that they have a few pieces, but they need, they need more stuff this season, not this season, but the off season to really improve what they have. 
And once they get that, I think they will be a very interesting team to look at. The Thunder, um, Shea has been incredible this season, but for the most part, all this, you really need to talk about the Thunder. Um, Josh Giddy's been great. Shea has been great on the offensive end, and offensive and defensive end. All you need to look at with this team is that they will get better. This is a very, very young team. Shea is very good. Um, Josh Giddy is very good. Uh, Lou Dort has has his spots where he will be very, very good. So Poku has shown some good things this season. So you just have to look at some the little things. This team will grow, and but they're as of now they're at the bottom of the plan. They're just beneath five hundred in the West, a very open West. So, you know, you have a lot of options for this team. This team can go places. Um, New Orleans, they're just, they're sliding. And they're just too hurt to keep sliding like they are. Zion is constantly hurt. Brandon Ingram is very solid. CJ McCollum is very solid. Jonas Valenciunas has been good this season. Herb Jones is going to get you some steals. Um... Jose Alvarado, still doing Jose Alvarado things, I, I, I guess. There, there's really not much to talk about with him. And the, overall, other than injuries, there's really not much to talk about this team. They had a 10-game losing streak a while back. They're just constantly sliding. So, it is what it is. Okay. In the East, we have Miami and New York. So, we'll start off with uh, Miami. Um... Miami has shown that they can be a good team. Obviously, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo and Tyler Harrow are all averaging over 20 a game. They've been solid. And then you have guys like Victor Oladipo. You have guys like you know, Duncan Robinson who can, who can come in. They can get you some points. They can hop back out. My qualms with, with Miami is, once again, you have nobody on this team who's a very good passer. You have elite defense, though, which is very good. You have multiple guys averaging close to two steals with Jimmy Butler and Victor Aldipo. You're not getting a ton of blocks, but you don't need it when you're forcing turnovers um, fairly consistently. So just good things from this team. And they'll continue to grow, uh, hopefully, as the seasons go on. But obviously, Jimmy Butler has kind of... Getting ready to slow down, and we need to accept that he he can't be a playoff performer. I love Jimmy Butler. He's he's just not going to be playoff Jimmy, um, for much longer. As far as 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 the eye can see, the Knicks, the Knicks has some good pieces to look at, with Julius Randle, with with Jalen Brunson, but the biggest complaint I think is about R.J. Barrett. I'm I, I'm per, me personally, I am tired of waiting for the R.J. Barrett train to come around. I don't think the R.J. Barrett train will come around. I think he's just so mediocre at everything that he's not going to get anything else. He won't. And now you have to rely on Jalen Brunson. Now you have to rely on Julius Randle. And the good thing is you can do that. But it's the same thing I said earlier with who was it? The Raptors. You get this team a top five piece, and I think they can go some places. You put any good a superstar player on this team, and they can go places. There's some teams that can't do that. I don't know if Chicago can do that. I don't know 
if if Utah has the depth to do that. But I know that the Knicks do. I know that uh, the Pacers do, who are up next. Indy, uh, for the final team in seats here, Tyrese Halliburton's been an elite passer. Miles Turner's been great. Buddy Heald's a great sp- spacer. Ben Matherin has shown some very impressive things this season that, that uh, for his rookie campaign. So not a ton to go through with here um, in Indy. They're, on, they're not a bit of a slide. I just like how I just like Indy uh, as a team. You know, Miles Turner averaging two two blocks a game. Tyrese Halliburton's averaging one point eight steals. You got you got guys who can do both things. So this team just just has a ways to go, and I think they'll go that way with Tyrese Halliburton being only twenty two. So there's really not a time to talk about them. Okay, B tier. Now, of the remaining teams, I only have five teams left in the West and four teams left in the East. So, not a lot of teams have made B or A tier this year. Um, But for B tier, we have Dallas, we have the Clippers. No, yeah, Dallas, we have the Clippers, we have the Kings, we have the Grizz, and we have Cleveland. I'll explain the Grizz being second and still being put there. So we'll start with Dallas. Um, getting Kyrie Irving was just a great trade for them. Luca averaging thirty-three a game, averaging eight or nine, eight assists, nine boards, still getting one point five steals. He's doing everything, and he's really carrying this on his back. And I think the Kyrie trade was great for them. But as long as he doesn't go completely volatile and crazy, they'll be very good. But this roster is just so, so, so lackluster that I just don't see anything really coming up with this team. So, um, following them, I think they can do stuff, but, you know, <clears throat> it's the depth that race me. Following them, we got the Clippers. They've been having a solid season. And, and I, I, there's no way to deny that. I think they made some solid trades at the deadline uh, for guys like Eric Gordon, um, who who can bring some some kind of veteran presence uh, as well um to join in with Kawhi to join in with Paul George but you know this team's getting a bit older um especially with a lot of the people on it you're you're getting older and I don't think you're going anywhere but I know I know they're a good team I just I don't think they can win anything with this good team and we've seen this year after year with the Clippers they can't win for how good their team is. The Kings. The Kings. The Kings, the Kings, the Kings. They've been very impressive this season. I'll keep this one short and sweet. We know what we have with the Kings. Um, I'm, I'm kind of going to shorten all these because you know what to expect with the last few guys, with these last few teams. Very solid. I'm very impressed by Devonta Sabonis. I'm very uh, impressed by De'Aaron Fox. I'm impressed by Keegan Murray for his rookie season. Um, for how he's done playing in kind of a role where he's been shifting around a lot between DeMontis, behind DeMontis Bonus, next to DeMontis Bonus, behind Harrison Barnes, next to Harrison Barnes. You can really move this guy around. And I've been, the, the whole thing is true that this team has just been one of the best teams in the NBA compared to their performance last season, probably the best. The Grizzlies, they're sliding. They are. They are not fine in the West, despite what John Morant would like to tell you. But they've got some very effective pieces. 
Um, obviously, Jaw and Steve Adams and Desmond Bain. But the problem with this team, they can't shoot. You have Desmond Bain is the only guy who's going to shoot remotely consistently. Jaw can't shoot. Jaw can slash. And there is a difference. He is not walking the line at all. So just looking at this team, there's just not a ton to go off of for these guys. You don't have anywhere to improve because you're shooting high percentage shots constantly, but you're not ever shooting enough threes to to make a significant impact. And so while they're getting good field goal percentages, they're just not going anywhere. Um, and they are they are somewhat sliding, but I think they're having a very good season, and they're having too good of a season to put behind. The Cavs are the last team on the list. Obviously, Donovan Mitchell's a beast. Darius Garland is is great this season, a uh, top uh, 10 passer for sure. Um, Donovan Mitchell has been solid at basically everything he's done. And Evan Mobley has made some very, very good progress here um, this year. But they've been improving. They're slowly rising. And I think there's, there's, that's really all I'll talk about with Cleveland. Is they've been getting better. Last up, the A tier. Phoenix, Denver, uh, Boston, Milwaukee, Philly. Uh, Phoenix, Chris Paul may be old. Kevin Durant may be old. But Kevin Durant is still crazy good. Devin Booker, our top three shooting guard, uh, at least. Um, even if he gets babied by Luka every single time they play. Just great team, great things to hear about, and uh, great uniforms. Hopefully they get better as they continue on. So, uh, Philly, Joel Embiid is as good as ever. His his injuries and his playoff performances are kind of scare me, as well as James Harden's age. Uh, being 33, he, he's going to continue to get older, and he'll still be the same for a few more years, but I don't know what their future looks like, uh, especially with Joel Embiid's injury problems. But if his luck turns around, um, and they continue on how they're going with Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey, um, especially Tyrese Maxey's improvements, they're going to be looking very good, and they're looking dangerous in the East. Milwaukee, there's nothing you can say about Milwaukee or Boston to say that either of these teams have been pulled down at all. Um... I think the East does actually run through Boston, but you have the best player in the world. Uh, or at least arguably the best player in the world. I think you can make a case for Luka, and you can make a case for Jokic, but just great, great, great things from Giannis. Always great, great, great things from Giannis. There's a guy on this team for everything, and that's how they roll. And they're going to put pressure on you. They're going to do good things every single day. Denver, obviously the probably the best, easily the best team in the West. Not really competition. Jokic can make a case for another MVP because he's averaging a triple double right now. Um, they've got some solid pieces to move around with, with Jamal Murray, with Michael Porter Jr., with Octavius Caldwell Pope, um, with Aaron Gordon. Uh, so just just some good things throughout this team, and I obviously. They're one of three teams or four teams to have not lost over 20 games yet. Just incredible this season. They also have 41 wins. And then the Celtics. And I think this is the best team in the NBA because I think it's the most complete team. I think this is the team that can do everything. There is not a weakness on this team that is very easily, um, very easy to to look at. 
and say, well, you can cut clean through that. No, there's nothing here. There's no holes to poke at. Can they shoot? Yes. Can they rebound? Yes. Can they pass? Yes. All three of these teams at the top can do all of that. And that's why the, those three teams all get an A grade. And uh, that's it. That that's that's it for the first episode of the podcast. I'm glad that you checked in, uh, hopped hopped on to listen for this half hour. This is the no call. Uh, I'm gonna be signing off. Thank you. New episodes should be coming out daily. If they're not, I'm sorry. They should be every couple days. All right. Thank you.